Not every film can be Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one's got a little bit better? Second chance movies. No poor blunts were harmed in the making of this podcast. Welcome everyone to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we take movies that were divisive, beloved, hated, and we give them a second chance and see how it holds up. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Quaz. And I'm the other host, Joe Harper. And yeah, Joe, we are here uh, to give a iconic 2007 movie a second chance. Um, I am in full 2007 vibe. I got, uh, my shimmery lip gloss. I got my, uh, green and orange eyeshadow for the color palette of the movie we're going to talk about. Got my flannel and (laughs) I also got my vintage fallout boy t-shirt from the take this to your grave era thank you very much so i am ready to get back into the past bitch i just have a t-shirt that has a band on it so that's that's as far into getting dressed up for this as i got well i mean it fits the the movie sort of because music is a component so it works it works it works um and the movie that we are giving a second chance to is none other then Juno. Juno. That 2007 Jim Juno. It was, uh, I think the reason we chose this one is because it's uh, Oscar season, I believe. Yes. And it's award season. It's award season. And we thought, hey, do some of these awards, uh, movies that won awards, do they hold up over time? Are they still as good as we thought they were then? And hey, we watch it to see if uh, it's still something that we like and we think other people should like. Yeah, and Juno just uh, makes sense for a choice like that because at the time it was beloved. Uh, It really became like a cultural phenomenon. Um, I, yeah, I remember like everyone was super into that movie. I was in high school when it came out. One of my friends had a hamburger phone because of that movie. I mean, I bought the soundtrack on a CD. Yeah, uh, the soundtrack was a thing back then. And we just listen to that soundtrack over and over. I, I feel like I probably know all the lyrics to all those songs. Yeah, it. I yeah. When we were, I was watching it uh, this time around. Some of those lyrics came screaming back to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, let's talk about the first time we saw Juno. So, Joe, when was the first time you saw Juno? Oh, wow. It had to have been in 2007 or 2008 because it released right at the end of 2007. Uh, I I had to have seen it in theaters. Um, and I liked it. I thought it was fun. It was different. The music was catchy. Uh, we all had just seen, recently saw Superbad. So Michael Sarah was like also the new hip thing that we're all like into um a bunch of nerds like this is a movie we all kind of connect with this very hipster vibe very hipster vibe 
very very hipster vibe i think um, we were all rooting for it for like oscars we were like yay yeah it's interesting too because it really like punctured so many areas of our culture like not only us youngins were into it but like my i remember my my mom liked it and my dad liked it which is like interesting and then it uh became like this phenomenon that went on to win awards which is kind of crazy like thinking about it like a movie like that um so the first time i watched it i was in high school in 2007 um and i i saw it in theaters as well and i fell in love with it i was absolutely in love with it i bought it on dvd i watched it many times when it was in its heyday same Um, same in fact, uh, my high school, I'm sure everyone's high school, unless you went to some weird, weird ass, like uh, private school, uh, a lot of public high schools here in America do a spirit week uh, to celebrate football. And my high school one day during our spirit week had a dress as a character day. And I fucking dressed as Juno. Like that's how much I loved the movie. I put a pillow under Very my cool. shirt. I carried around Sunny D. I borrowed my friend's hamburger phone. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I I <laughs> loved it at the time. I really did. And so did all my friends too. Like it was, everyone loved it. Well, let's just start off with the summary here. For those of you who don't know, and again, if we haven't mentioned it before, there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, you should probably go watch the movie. Come listen to us later or listen to us now and have it be spoiled. I don't care which way you do it. Yeah, um, it's been 13 years. We're definitely able to talk about it. And the fact that yeah. it's 13 years old makes me want to die. But if you, anyway. haven't seen, if you haven't seen it by now, you were probably born when it came out. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I say go for it. If you haven't, you know, just whatever. We're going to talk about it. Uh, IMDb, for those of you who kind of don't remember, the movie itself uh, as IMD- IMDb describes as uh, faced with an unplanned pregnancy, an offbeat young woman makes an unusual decision regarding the unborn child. Oh, Jessica, is that not how you remember the movie? I mean, it's just the wording is so <laughs> strange to me. Is, when I hear every choice of like adjective they use to describe each part of that is weird yeah like offbeat child an offbeat young woman <laughs> offbeat young woman i'm sorry and then the uh what is it unusual a surprising deci- unusual she, decision she makes an unusual decision her unusual decision <laughs> is give it up for adoption yeah. because yeah. she's too young to raise a child and she knows it i feel like that's the most responsible choice anyone in that situation could have made yeah i don't find that to be particularly unusual i think that (laughs) happens a lot anyway that's so yeah the summaries the wording is a little little off for me personally when i describe this movie to people i just say it's a hipster comedy about a pregnant teenager there you go that's perfect i Um, like you know yeah that's i i would say uh a quirky rambunctious 16 year old accidentally gets pregnant and uh some stuff happens while she's giving it up for adoption yeah it's a fun little ride yeah all right so our star of the picture is elliot page and at the time of this movie she was formerly known as ellen page Mm -hmm. 
Quaz, would you like to dive into that? Um, I mean, I just really quickly want to say that I, uh, I think it's amazing. I support them. I think, um, you know, finding yourself and being true to yourself and being open about it in the public eye must, you know, be scary and um, good for him. Like, good for him. Um, I, you know, enjoy the the performances of Ellen Page. And I'm very excited to see the performances of Elliot Page. So Elliot Page, when we're describing the actor, will be him, his. Yes. And then when we describe Juno, she will be she, her. And that may be confusing, but hey. Yeah. Get on board, guys. Just to distinguish, yeah, when we don't mean to be dis- disrespectful of Elliot's uh, pronouns at all. But when we're talking about specifically the character of Juno, we say she, we mean Juno, the character. Yeah, it'll, it'll be tough because it's only within this last year and Elliot hasn't really done anything because I think the announcement happened after second season of Umbrella Academy. Yeah. We haven't seen him in anything since. Yeah. So I haven't been able to talk about this actor for a while. And just real quick, uh, for those of you who don't know, apparently Umbrella Academy is reworking the writing to um, go along with Elliot's decision. So that'll be really interesting to see. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Michael Sarah plays Polly Bleeker. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first watched this movie, I've always thought his name was Polly, P-O-L-L-Y, because it was so like trendy and fun. like i thought it was just a weird fun name like a parrot or something and not only not i just finally this most recent take oh like paul that i'm such an idiot you thought it was like polly and not like polly d the way everyone kept saying it i always thought polly like polly wants a cracker <laughs> and not only then i like read i think they referred to him as paul and i was like wait have I never caught on to that? Man, I'm an idiot. I felt so stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, in your defense, Polly is a dumbass name. Except for DJ Polly D. He's the only one that can pull it off. Pulling it off is a very strong statement. It's not the right <laughs> adjective if I would have used. All right. So Diablo Cody won the 2008 Oscar for best original screenplay. So the Oscars that year had a lot of great things going for it. Uh, Some big movies, No Country for Old Men. We had There Will Be Blood. You know, I feel like it was a good year for Oscars. And like a very diverse year as well. Like not in terms of like race and sex because the Oscars are always so white, but in terms of types of movies, um because you had like yeah juno you had lars and the real girl then you had like there will be blood um no atonement atonement um michael clayton tilda swinton burst onto the scene with that movie so yeah it was a very interesting year and so it makes it just like all the more interesting that juno like beat all these like i you know just became like the oscar darling that year when you had so many big different movies there as well it beat ratatouille it beat ratatouille ratatouille is about a rat 
that is a chef. How did that not win everything? But <laughs> Juno won. Juno won. So yeah, um, Juno was nominated for four Oscars, but it only won that Best Writing, Original Screenplay. It was up for Best Picture, right? It was up for Best Picture, Best Actress, and Best Director. Uh, director and Picture went to Old uh, No Country for Old Men, and Best Actress uh, went to Marion Cotier for La Vie en Rose oh. instead of Elliot. Which, so. um, sidebar... I don't know if you all remember, uh, she had the most insane Oscar speech ever. I'll put a clip in it in our. Oh, good, because I don't remember. I, uh, I, well, I thank you, life. Thank you, love. And uh, it is true, there is some angels in this city. Thank you so, so much. It did get nominated for a Golden Schmo for most overrated movie of the year. <laughs> do you do you think it could have been the most overrated movie of the year? Yeah, now in twenty twenty one. I mean, it got. I, yeah. I feel like I. I think it definitely deserved that nomination because everyone was obsessed. Again, like we said, we had soundtracks to the movie. Yeah. Yikes, guys. Um. But, um, yeah. but Spider Man Three beat it. <laughs> The budget for this movie was seven and a half million and in worldwide gross it got two hundred and thirty-two million. So holy shit. What a financial success on that one. Damn. Uh because yeah, it is uh not a like it's not a big but there's no like action all it is is just like quirky characters in a good story. And it's fun, like that's what that's what I feel like draws in that draws in your audience. They know mm-hmm. it's good. They want to go see it. Word of mouth, you know. People... Word of mouth, yeah. Yeah. Everyone talked about how funny it was. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, its tomato meter is still at a ninety-four percent, with an audience score of eighty-eight percent. So both incredibly high. So yeah, review time, baby. My oh, I love time. hearing reviews. We love it. We love it. We love it. It's my favorite part of the episode. So here we go. So first off, I want to say what's really interesting in researching these reviews is that around the time that the movie came out, so 2007, 2008, the reviews were so positive. Like, this is a cinema classic. But as the years go by and people watched it over time, the reviews start to get less loving. So I just thought that was interesting. Just wanted to throw that out there before I got into it. But let's let's hear what the people had to say about their first time watching this movie, their first chance, if you will. Lou Lumnick at the New York Post said, Hollywood's woman of the year is a pregnant 16-year-old, the incredibly hip, smart-mouthed, and totally endearing heroine of the wise and witty Juno. Loved you. He loved her. He loved her. We all did. Um, we, I mean, yeah, we all did at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Shagger at Lessons of Darkness, which I don't know what that is, but it's a publication apparently, <laughs> um, wrote an obnoxious fantasy vision of teen dumb slathered in self-satisfied snark. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh, iconic 
Richard Ropert of Ebert and Ropert wrote, there is such a powerfully endearing spirit to Juno that I embraced this film from opening credits right to the end. So he was in it. He was okay. in that movie. Diving in, taking the ride. In it, in it. Matthew Lucas from from the front row wrote, whereas most people have seen charm and wit, I saw self-conscious quirkiness and an excessive smugness that I found off-putting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is from 2008. So this is around the same time. Uh, and this is one of my favorite reviews. There's another favorite review I'll get into next. Um, Peter Canavis of Groucho Reviews wrote, Gilmore Girls Gone Wild. Oh, hard. Not at all. <laughs> no. If you think about it, it kind of works. So, there's only one thing I ever remember because I, I have not watched a single episode of Gilmore Girls. Well, then that's why you don't get it. But I did hear the... I feel like I watched something on the CW wherever it was aired. And I just remember hearing the like the commercial for it over and over. You're nuts. You're double nuts. It's like <laughs> this show is not for me. I know it's not for no, me. It's not. No, I'm it not is a mother, not. nor am I a daughter. I won't like this show. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. My sister also thought that commercial was so stupid. And we, went, you're nuts. You're double nuts. <laughs> um, I guess this is a positive review. To me, it reads. Uh, yeah, I guess positive. Uh, Lisa Schwarzbaum from Entertainment Weekly wrote a blithe charmer balanced somewhere between life should be so neat fairy tale and a life's a real bitch tragic comedy. She doesn't know what to think of this. No, <laughs> she, she did not. I think the movie was good, but I also think it was bad. <laughs> Okay, that's Okay, fair. so you just kind of liked it? Okay. Kyle Smith from kylesmithonline.com. <laughs> Love him. What a what an icon. Uh, is Kyle Smith online still happening? <laughs> Let me see just like real quick. Um, and is he well, I mean, I'll look it up while you <laughs> Okay, read it. yeah, you look it up, I'll read it. So, Kyle Smith is Kyle Smith online? kylesmithonline.com. <laughs> My boy, Kyle Smith, wrote, Being the hipster movie of the year presents a couple of problems. One is that the hipsters are kind of annoying. Hipsters, I mean, a lot of us are hipsters, but, you know, it got to be something, and who cares? So I typed in kylesmithonline.com, and it says, This page isn't working. Kyle, what happened? Where'd he go? I took a screenshot so you could enjoy it for later. Uh, no, I think it just needs to reload. Oh. Fingers crossed it's still up and running. I want good things for my boy, Kyle. Kyle Ky Smith. I, I hope I spelled it right. It's just Kyle and uh -huh. then Smith. Yeah. And then online. online. Those yeah, it's, it's loading. So, you know... Fans, we might get back to you whether or not uh, Kyle Smith online is still a thing. Kyle Smith, if you are listening, we are big fans of your work. Just wanted to let you know. Of your one thing you wrote? 
Yeah, and if it's if your name is Kyle Smith, but you're not Kyle Smith online, we're not talking to you. We're talking about kylesmithonline.com. Love you. And that that review, mwah, love it. Let's talk about our second chance with Juno. What was your second chance like? Was this your second oh, viewing? Oh, wow. This is not my second viewing, but it's been my first viewing in like 10 years. Because yeah, again, when it came out on DVD we watch it all the time it was so fun and now that i'm an adult it's or i guess i was an adult then i was still leaning towards i was in college at the time so now i'm way more adult and i i want to mention that because i feel like when that movie came out i just was like juno was like my character that was like yeah she's so cool don't listen to those adults like yeah you know like I always, I saw because, you know, she was the closest to resemble me, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, I feel like I talk cool like that. And then so now that I'm, you know, older, than, you know, it's been 13 years. Uh, I definitely side with all the adults in the movie. And I just have a way more. I'm just like, what a fucking stupid teenager. Make better <laughs> life choices. Oh, my God. Um <coughs> It, it was just it was really funny i feel like there's a lot of movies that happen you know i view it as um i connect more with the adults and the parents and like those kids are just making poor choices whereas like as a kid i'm like yeah we're so cool having an adventure having fun. <laughs> oh it's not oh kids you don't know the half of it no kids you so stupid I fully agree with you. My perception completely changed watching it now that I'm older. I guess oh, an adult. Um, yeah, where like I yeah when I was younger as a teen, especially I was like Juno, my girl. And now I watch it and I'm like, okay, Juno, you need to cool it. You need to like just reel it in a little bit. You're acting a little much. Um, she makes and- a lot of big grown up decisions though. She does, she does. Uh, but at the same time, sometimes like when she's talking or doing something wild, it's like, you know, why are you doing that? Like, what? That's unnecessary. Calm That's down. Age range where everyone's making stupid choices. It is, and like I guess one thing I like, even though I find her to be like less relatable because I'm not a teen anymore, um, like there it's an interesting balance because when you're a teen especially like like I know this I did this like you have to act like you're you're so cool like you are so cool you're so cool so like there were a lot of things she did where there was a lack of like vulnerability and she was just like doing quirky things because like she had to hide her insecurities and show that she's like so cool um so that was interesting to like reflect back on in high school but yeah at watching it as an adult like my perception totally was different um and that was interesting for this movie that i was so beloved to me at the time to see just in a totally different frame of mind truly i think that's the one big overarching thing we'll probably be talking about as we give opinions about this movie uh just the difference that 10 15 years will make Yeah, it's interesting because it's, like, time doesn't, like, work for this movie. 
Um, not that it's like, you know, like a shit movie after so many years, but it's like, wow. I think it's still a good movie. I just think our perspectives as humans thinking as a teenager and then thinking as, you know, uh, mid-aged adult. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not a girl, adult. not yet a woman. Yeah, I'm not yet a woman. <laughs> Um, free Britney. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like when I say time's not really on its side, it's like how you perceive it is different uh, from when you know it first came out, depending on the age you were at. Um, yeah. So that was kind of jarring for me, actually. I wasn't expecting that going into this, having like such a different kind of viewpoint on the whole movie because I'm older now. Yeah, when she, especially when she's like giving or she's meeting the adoptive parents for the first time, uh, Mark and Vanessa, they've got their lawyer ready to sign papers to like Juno when this baby comes out, it's ours. She's like, whatever, I'll sign it. I don't care. It's like, I'm going to give it to you. Like, dudes, <laughs> dudes, like, come on. And I just like, I think as a kid, or as a teenager I was like yeah dudes just let her like she doesn't want a baby what do you and as an adult I'm just stressing out I'm just like oh my god they those poor in the because they mentioned a line where there's like we've been through this before and I was like oh man they mm-hmm. absolutely need this lawyer to make sure and oh man it's just it's Juno just does not get all the things that the history that they have right oh because she's a teen, you know? And teens are fucking dumb. In sidebar, this storyline almost happened on This Is Us when we watched it last night. Oh, oh I don't, I don't, I, I didn't know you watched that. I sure do. You can talk to my mom about it. She's I'm constantly kinda... asking me if I uh, watch This Is Us. And when I say no, she goes, oh, you really should. So I would love to talk to Don about this. <laughs> Don, does she have my number? She can call me up. <laughs> Don, we'll talk for hours about the show. The whole Pearson family. I need to talk. Oh man, there's so many. This it's a family show. You you gotta get into it. Let's talk about. Do you want to start off with what we liked or what we didn't like? This is hard for me. You decide because I have thoughts on a lot of things. You know what? I'd rather end it on a good note. Let's talk about the things we didn't like. Okay. And end it on a good note this time because I feel like this might have an equal balance. Mm-hmm. I can already say right now that I like this movie still. But let's see what our opinions have changed after these years of what we don't like now. Okay. So you said you like this movie still, but what is something you don't like about this movie now? The first like 10 to 15 minutes, I cannot stand. <laughs> it's it's all this like the we were just talking about it earlier with Rain Wilson's character, Rolo, um, where it's just this like overly witty dialogue that he, real human beings aren't that witty and don't talk like that for like every sentence they say. The again, we, we let me get into it. Honest to blog. Honest to blog. Honest to blog. Ego is prego. Honest to blog was obnoxious. That was obnoxious. Um, (laughs) Oh man, where's Polly? Is totally boss. He's the cheese to my macaroni. That's not the first fifteen minutes. 
And so no. I don't want to talk about that. But like your ego is prego. What's the prognosis? Fertile, fertile. Like I think when that came out, I was like, this is so fun and different. And I think that's what we all liked. That it was mm-hmm. very different from anything else we've seen. So that's why we liked it. Right. Now that I feel like probably a lot of things have copied this movie throughout time. Mm-hmm. This has just gotten obnoxious. And like it was a fun, like, you know, it was fun because it was different. Now I'm like, oh, that's just obnoxious. Stop this. Luckily, after like 15 minutes, they toned that down so much. And I I really like the rest of it. But like the first 15, it's just the dialogue that's just overly witty that I I just needed. It was too much. Which was it Kyle Smith online that said that? Uh yeah, the hipsters were annoying. <laughs> one of one of them said it was like a little too much, and that's what I think. It's just it trying too so hard. much. Yeah. Are you cool with that, wizard? <laughs> oh, Jesus my, One of my favorite early lines, uh, well, favorite in an ironic sort of way, is when Juno calls her best friend to say, "Like I'm pregnant." And her best friend goes, Juno? And Juno goes, no, it's Morgan Freeman. Do you have any bones that need collecting? And it's like, what fucking teenager would reference the bone collector? You, <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, at the time I was like, oh, she's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yikes. Yeah, the hamburger phone, it's a cute visual, but like, Oh man, I do like a line where she, she uh, I can't hear you on my hamburger phone and just like shakes it. Like, and she's maybe talking, help. Not talking to the abortion clinic. Oh, too. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. I'm on a, my phone shaped like a hamburger. And I just think it would be really funny if the story was from the abortion clinic's, the receptionist's point of view. Like, what is this? Per- like, we didn't know who Juno was. Just like, ha- hamburger phone? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we get the hamburger phone and I don't think we get any other goofy like prop and I feel like that's weird that we had the one goofy prop and then no other goofy props that's true we have a lot of like weird motifs which isn't mm-hmm. this isn't something I I didn't I'm it's not like something I don't like but it did kind of like watching it now like I was like why are we constantly using these these same things like for instance like the uh the track team is just always about and there's some sort of motif i don't understand what the motif is they're referenced a couple times uh and polly bleaker's on the track team but yeah like every time juno's out and about there's the track team like every time and i didn't i and at the time i like when it first came out, it was like, oh, this is just like a stylized little weirdo thing. But now I'm like, what's the purpose of having all these these boys run around? I think it's just to display all the pork swords. They do talk about their pork swords, but there's funny visual. Yeah. Um, so that was weird. I've noticed furniture is a motif as well. Like it all started with a chair, and then at the end, uh it ended with a chair, which I kind of liked. I thought that was interesting, but like that's yeah. why I have that chair. Look at it. That was my little decoration. I put that chair there. Oh, for Juno. Pretty lazy. With I, my put a, I put an old school rotary phone as a homage Yikes. to the hamburger phone. <laughs> oh, man. I really wish I was eating a hamburger right now to my homage to hamburgers. Oh, yeah. That would have been good. 
Um, so yeah, that was interesting. There were just interesting motifs that like I okay. didn't pick up on because uh, I didn't go to film school before the first time I saw this movie. But now I know what a motif is. Oh, fancy. Mm, mm, mm. All right. So the first 15 minutes is rough. Mm -hmm. What did you not like? So on that note, um, I did not like the teen's dialogue, uh, which is what you were saying about kind of the first 15 minutes. Um, it's very gimmicky now to watch it. Um, like watching it in 2021, like I remembered like none of my friends actually talked like that and that was one thing like people would talk about like with Juno was like they capture what it's like to be a teen <laughs> and it's like we never said honest to blog we never said like frishes or whatever I like, I feel like I was definitely quoted once I was I said being pregnant makes me feel made me pee like sea biscuit oh yeah well but that's the interesting thing was there were lines that like my friends would take and use okay. but like before that like we didn't talk like that um yeah. yeah but and i get that it's supposed to be like a very stylized type of dialogue um but like as you were saying it's really heavy in the first 15 minutes and then after that it kind of like dies down and we get a little bit of it throughout but like it's the fi first 15 minutes where it's like we're gonna speak kooky and then kind of like it really sets a tone for the movie it does I, and at the at the time first watching it i loved those first 15 minutes and now i'm like oh this is so different and fun so and now i'm like okay but see the thing is like if it was a stylized dialogue don't only have it heavy in the first 15 minutes. Don't even have it heavy throughout the whole movie. Just have it be how people talk in the movie. And it doesn't even have to be the adults. Like, because the adults aren't going to be saying honest to blog. Like, duh. I hope not. I hope not. Although an adult does say uh, fertile myrtle and ego is prego. So, yeah, but, but he acts like a, he acts like a teenager. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Um, but like, I just feel like there should be some more consistency with this like stylized piece of dialogue um which honestly i would say the stylized dialogue is kind of like what helped diablo cody like it, and get yeah. recognition but yeah now watching it it's like it's really heavy in the first 15 minutes and then kind of dies down and then sometimes it's sporadic and there's some parts where like they're funny like later on in the movie there is some really funny like weird quirky things that juno and her friends say but it's not like consistent enough for me to appreciate it anymore, if that makes sense. So I do, actually I don't like it anymore, which is weird because I loved it. Yeah. Let's see. Um, what else did you not like? Okay, you ready for this? Because I'm ready I'm, for this. Sure. Rip that bandit off. Holly Bleeker fucking sucks. <laughs> he fucking sucks. <laughs> Sucks. So, my opinion might be slightly different, but why? Why do you think he sucks? He is a shit. That little shithead. First of all, my God, um, he really like just ignores the entire thing and never even once like checks in on her. Like she always is coming to him. He's never like, "Hey, how you doing? Like, what's going on?" And when he first, like, when she first tells him, I'm pregnant, 
he actually is just like, oh, yeah, what do you, okay. Um, he never like, again, never asks like, well, what, what do you, well, she, he does say something like, how do you want to handle it? And he's like, she's like, I think I want to nip it, meaning an abortion. And he's never like, okay, like, what can I do to help? Like, what, what do you need? He's not a good partner. He's not even a good like friend who got her pregnant. He's not supportive at all. Um, I think that's one of those issues because it's a lot of like tell and not show mm -hmm. because they mention a lot of times we're good friends. We're best. Like he's the coolest dude. Like we're, but like I, we, we really don't see them interact too much in the movie except her giving him information about what she's going to be doing. Yeah. Um, And that's another thing too. There's like one part that's like, she's very pregnant. I think it's like about halfway ish through the movie where she comes over to his house, which I think is the first time we actually see them like hanging out like they used to, as we're told. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's super pregnant and she's just hanging out in his room and she's like, yeah, so I found this, like, uh, I found this, this couple I'm going to give it up to, like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm like, wait a minute. He didn't even know what was going to happen with this baby. Like, up until now, he didn't, he had no idea if she was going to raise it, if she was going to. Yeah, was the, last, was the last thing he was going to know that she was going to take care of it? Take and care then, of it. And then, it, <laughs> oh, wait, wow, it's been about eight months you still haven't taken care of it. Mm, what's right. going on, you know? Doesn't ask. Doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't yeah, and, care. And he also invites another girl, like, to, like, senior prom or dance mm, or whatever it is. That part? Okay. Mm, oh, Wouldn't you want to invite your best friend that you knocked up? Seriously. So, yeah, he asks another girl to the fucking prom, and he's got all these plans, and Juno's pissed because, one, he's been ignoring her, and he's not checking in, and he's not giving a shit. At some point, he's like, hey, you want to hang out with my friends today? And she's like, I have a sonogram. And he's like, oh, uh, do you want, should I, should I, should I go? And she's like, you don't have to. And he's like, okay, thanks. Like, <laughs> bro, bro, man up. But yeah, so he takes another girl to the prom Juno finds out and she's fucking pissed and she confronts him and she's like like what are you do like you say you love me you want to be with me and that's another thing that really pisses me off too uh he also at one point says uh you know maybe when this is all over we can get back together and it's like I'm sorry why do you have to wait until she pushes it out you already got her fucking pregnant you already supposedly love her why do you gotta wait bro you know i can't date you while you're pregnant but i can date you once you're not pregnant with my baby like dude so yeah he her ego was prego her ego was prego with your fucking baby get it together so anyway he asks someone else to the prom she's really pissed she confronts him and at some point in that conversation he goes you're being really mean right now pussy pussy you well you asked for it (laughs) sir and so he makes it all about him like all about it's always he makes the whole thing all about him and then after that happens juno is the one that has to work to win him over what like 
he's the one that's been treating her like shit the whole movie and when she calls him out for it she's got to be like i'm so sorry i love you and she didn't she didn't even do anything to warrant to having to like make amends to him she just told him how it is that you're like you suck right now oh and he was he was just so shitty during the pregnancy and again basically ignored her and then she called him out and then now she's got to like make up for it like oh and then I just I hate it. like at the time when the first when the movie first came out we all loved you know Polly Bleeker blah 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 I I always chalked it up to like he's just like a quirky awkward dude with a good heart but now it's like no bro you need to step the fuck up like you are part of this as well sir bro be a man be a fucking man step up to yeah. the plate oh, he you have a responsibility. This like seriously and that really pissed me off too because it's like why is it why is this movie about teen pregnancy only about her like where is he at because he made the choice as well and like yeah the way he handles it just pisses me off it's not charming it's not cute and when juno like has to win him over that's not charming or cute anymore. It's like, girl, you do not have to be doing this because he, he fucked up. He goes out of her way and fills his mailbox full of orange Tic Tacs, his mm-hmm. favorite food, which is not a food, but whatever. Uh, but like that was just, oh, why are you, why are you trying so hard for this kid? Yeah, because his, you called him out for, for being an asshole? His, his mommy is like, Juno, stay away. You're no good for my kid. Uh, other way around, lady. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's the one that knocked her up, ma'am. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, he. Do you not just... feel sympathy for this young woman that's pregnant with your grandchild? Like, yeah, with your, yeah, it's your grandchild. Does she not know? Like, seriously, like it just really annoys me. And at one point, like Juno says something like, "Um, at least you don't have to like have the evidence under your sweater when it comes to them like having sex." And it was like. Yeah, he's kind of just like scot free from like this reputation of like, oh, Juno's pregnant, and like, don't fuck have to worry about that. It. Stand up for your woman if you supposedly love her and your best friends and blah blah blah. I do wish we had mm-hmm. more moments, or at least him trying to be like, I'm trying to make this work. Yeah, he's that's not the character. No, and there are a couple times where like he very awkwardly is like, so how you are you like? what are you gonna do about it and she's like don't worry about it and then that's it it's not like no i want to be here for you you're my best friend i love you and then at one point too he says that he she broke his heart and it's like when did she break your heart when she got knocked up with your kid and you ignored her sir like no polly bleaker infuriates me watching it this time around i fucking hated him i hated him so much on the note of uh polly bleaker one of my favorite lines in the movie also makes you really sad because it doesn't happen in the movie. But Juno's dad, when he discovers that it's Polly that knocked her up, his first reaction is, I'm going to punch that bleaker kid in the wiener next time I see him. <laughs> and when he comes to the hospital at the end, I'm so disappointed now that he doesn't punch that kid in the wiener. I know. That would have how been... How... Fun would that have been if we had just seen JK just go and just knock him right in the wiener? As it as teens, we'd be like, ah, oh, so uncalled for. He's I such a sweet awkward that. boy. As a adult, like, yeah, kid deserves it. Yeah, fuck this little shit. 
Oh, yeah. And then, like, I also, okay, so at the end when they've, like, made up and, and Juno's like, I'm sorry, I love you, um, she doesn't tell him she's going into labor, which yeah. is, like, her choice. A smart but- choice. I wouldn't tell a kid I'm giving birth. <laughs> What has he done? He hasn't done anything. He hasn't for me. done shit. Why would I invite him to this? And then like he but he he figures it out and he shows up at the hospital and they have like this like this sweet moment where they're like holding each other and it's like bitch <sighs> stupid I hate teenagers. You. I hate stupid teenagers. Like and yeah, at the time like as a teen I thought like oh, he's just a little awkward boy, but he loves her. Like, no, he's a bad dude. He's fucking toxic and gaslights her and he sucks. I hate him. Um, so one thing that I don't like watching it now as an adult um, is sort of the lack of conflict that Juno has when it comes to the pregnancy itself. Um, you know, there's conflict with, like, what is she going to do? Uh, she feels awkward and weird and, like, but pregnancy is not, like, oh, I'm just big and, you know, like, it's, it's fucking rough. And we really only see her, like, have, like, any sort of, like, morning sickness type of thing, like, once. Um, and there's even a, a lot. <laughs> She throws, she throws up in the vase. In the vase, yeah. And, and like, does a per- And again, as an adult now, I'm like, "Fuck you, kid!" Like, right? that's so rude. The- Someone else has to clean that up. What Your the fuck? stepmother is a nice person, and you're just an <laughs> asshole. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, there's very like rarely anything that shows like this fucking sucks. And I get every pregnancy is different. Some women have it easier, some women have it harder, Mm -hmm. but it's not just like, oh, I'm big and I puke sometimes. Like I wanted to see, now in 2021, I would have liked to see more of like, oh no, this fucking sucks. Like this, I'm in pain, I'm heavy. I, I my back hurts like just more of that it felt like at times it was glamorizing pregnancy just a smidge um I you think, know I, I think maybe because again that might have taken focus away from like our meat and potatoes of the story which is like her giving it up her relationship with these potential foster parents yeah you could be right it's just I felt at times that like they were really glossing over the fact that like it's not as hard for her right it's like a super easy pregnancy even though she's a teen and she's got a tiny little body like okay um so yeah i I don't know like when i was reading reviews for this movie that's one of the things that i think i kept reading about was how just like there's no confrontation for anyone um which i think i kind of like um because it's kind of like when she tells her parents hey i'm pregnant their first reaction isn't like what the fuck like they aren't yelling at her they aren't mad they're just kind of like oh crap well what do yeah. we what do you want to do like they're very understanding and I, i'm like that's we've never seen that like i feel exactly. like every other parent would have screamed at them you stupid kid why did you get pregnant you know mm-hmm. yeah i i agree i actually that is something i i don't mind watching it now is like yeah because we've seen that we've seen like the melodramatic like I have to tell you something. I'm pregnant, and ha ha But yeah, they're like, okay, way to go. But now we got to take care of this. So let's figure it out. And you know, I don't like when I say lack of conflict. I don't want you know to like, 
you know, be going to high school and being like, that judo slut. Like, I don't, because we've seen that. We see that in, in real life. Like, you know, there are a few pregnant girls at my high school. I get it. I don't need that. I've seen that. But yeah, just a little more. It doesn't even have to be like a main focus. Just like a, maybe a couple more lines of like, fuck, this sucks. Like pregnancy is hard on my little teen body. Because um, yeah, it really does make it look kind of like effortless. Um, so I didn't love that this time around. Um, and then I do have one more thing that I, I did not like. But we are intended not to like it. But this is where my age comes into play uh, from the first time I watched it till now. Um, <sighs> the Jason Bateman character and Juno's weird relationship. Now, again, yeah. we're not supposed to like it. It's fucking weird. It was weird then. It's weird now. But one thing um, that really weirded me out was reflecting upon when I first saw it as a teen, I thought that it was completely innocent up until it gets weird. Like, I remember thinking like, yeah, this guy's cool. Like, oh yeah, they're they're watching movies together. They're listening to cool music. Yeah, they're just like bonding. She's she's gonna get the baby. He's a friend, he's a friend. Like, I didn't find it as creepy and you know sort of like grooming and predatory it's very as it much is. a grooming feel to it yeah and like I, I didn't catch on to that as a teen which really that's what I didn't like was like remember like feeling like yeah no teens are very much impressionable because I'm watching that and thinking like that's fine yeah puts his hand on her hip oh dude what are you doing yeah and then he says something like well what do you think of me and it's like oh like he tells juno i'm leaving vanessa i'm leaving vanessa before he even tells his own fucking wife like yeah that was a that was a band-aid rip for her she had no idea right because she again is an impressionable naive teen and thinks like we're buds you know, we like the same music and horror oh, movies, man. but no, like that, I mean, again, we're never intended to like it. <laughs> Definitely not. But this time around, it was just like way more present for me seeing like, oh shit, this is so wrong. And even at some point, Allison Janney, your stepmom says something like, you know, you really shouldn't be going over there. Like he's a married man. Like and she's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, he's my, like, we're what? bros. We're bros. And like, yeah, as a teen, I didn't even pick up on what Alice and Janie was saying. Like, I was, I didn't, you know. So it's interesting to see it now at this age being like, oh, yeah, no, he was always a fucking creep. Like, yeah, yikes. But, he's- you know, Jason Bateman plays that creep, but like cool creep very well. Because he's yeah, like. The, from the moment, even like we meet them, you get a sense, you get a barely a sense that he's not fully into this. And then as we, the movie progresses, you definitely, like, he is, he does not care about having a kid. He was just doing it all for appearances and, like, wants to live this, like, rock star hipster life and, you know, yeah, what a loser. 
Yeah, no, I mean, there were things I picked up on this time around because I see more of like the adult uh, perception of it where like when she shows him the sonogram for the first time, he's like not even excited. He's, he's like, like, okay. Oh, yeah. but I didn't, I, I, again, I didn't pick up on that. But yeah, he's, he's so good at being this like man child weirdo baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like again, we're not supposed to like this. It was never intended, but for me watching it around, it was even more like, Juno, yeah. go away. Don't so it, do so this. this movie, so, you know, Diablo Cody made this work really well. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, it's crazy that as children, we were oblivious to it. And now as adults, it's very obvious. And like, what are you fucking doing? Right. Yeah. Dude, she's 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Even, yeah. even if she wasn't pregnant, giving you the daughter. No. Yeah. Even if it, you weren't married, stop. No, she's 16. Don't be alone with her. Like, no. And there are times, two very subtle moments that, again, I didn't pick up on as a teen, but I picked up on now where, like, Vanessa Jennifer Garner's character will, like, come home and she's like, Juno, what are you doing here? Um, almost like, shit, what is my husband doing to this teenage girl? And he'll come in and be like, like, uh, oh, she just came to show us the sonogram. Isn't that nice? <laughs> like, like kind of like covering for yeah, something. The, yeah, the first interaction he covers it up pretty smoothly, and mm-hmm. Juno's even more like, "Oh, I'm just showing the Like, no big deal. But then she doesn't know. She's oblivious. The second time they're caught, kind of like that. Juno feels really guilty because he just like made a move on her, and she's super uncomfortable. And Garner can like recognize, like, "Oh no, uh, I don't like what's happening." Yeah. And that's we a segue to things I did like. I do like that um Jennifer Garner and Juno, like they stick together. They make this kind of funky, quirky, almost like a sisterhood, where yeah, when when she can tell something's up, she's not accusatory of Juno. She she's not like yeah. this slut and coming into my husband. Like she's immediately like what's wrong are you okay what's going on we typically don't get that in movies yeah it mm-hmm. is always like for some reason when there's like infidelity happening the you know partner's always blaming accusing this new person no your partner is the the bad person for doing this thing mm-hmm. yeah not so this, i did like that <laughs> not this 16 year old who's carrying the potential baby for you uh and oh man so yeah i think garner's Garner's everything about her in this movie I just like mm-hmm. um when they first meet her and she's like super eager and excited to like be a mom and you could tell she's so like she has waited for this her entire life uh and Mark hasn't but Vanessa's mm-hmm. just so excited and then I think even like when she runs into Juno at the mall she's kind of like oh I don't know if I should talk to her but like I'm so excited to hear about this like baby and then uh, when she's kind of kicking Mark to the curb and Juno returns with like a note and it's like a mystery note we don't know what's on it I love that the reveal that it's framed later that are like hey if you're still in I'm still in Vanessa because yeah. like fuck that dude but if you want to be a mom I still want you to be the mom and like that because mo- like even like when they're like hey do you want to see the kid and it's they turn and reveal it, it's like Garner like, hey, mom, do you want to see? I was like, oh man, this is that's that got me to tears in that. I was yeah. like, yeah, oh, this. I didn't think this was gonna get into me, but 
man, this is something. I want to, so moving on to things we like, because uh, you already did, and she's on my list, is Jennifer. Done with things we hate. This, the rest of it is fun. Um, yeah, Jennifer Garner was so, like, underrated and, like, really not given enough attention for her performance in this movie because she is, you know, she's very subtle, She's but she's giving you a lot. She's giving you a lot of emotions of like, yeah, excitement. Like I want to be a mom, but I'm nervous. This might fall through. Like maybe I won't be a good mom. Like I'm trying to make this work. Um, you can tell like she just, she's very maternal in a very like subtle way. Again, when she, like Juno comes in, like, can I get you anything to drink? What would you like? Are you okay? Like just, she's already has this like maternal vibe and you can tell like she wants to be a mom. This is what she wants so bad, but um, it's not done in a way that's like shoved down your throat where it's like, okay, girl, we get it. Um, and I also like too, I, I like the fact that we don't know why she can't have her own children, um, yeah. you know, because that's not really part of the story. And I think it would have been melodramatic if she was like, you know, I, I can't have my own, but like, she's very, she just, she, her performance is so amazing that I wish it was like at the time given just as much of attention as Elliot Page got, because it's really like, just like some of her facial expressions are so like sometimes heartbreaking. And then sometimes like, you just want to like have the best for her um and yeah, poor this, Vanessa just pat her on the back and I give know, her a nice like, hug it's gonna so be sorry. okay you're a lovely person um I find it really sweet when uh like you mentioned the mall scene when when she's like can I can I touch your belly and Juno's like yeah of course come on yeah, um, I don't care like, I'm a teen I don't get yeah, this I don't care. understand what's happening and she's like the baby's not kicking and Juno again they're sticking together Juno's like well maybe help like maybe talk to it I've heard that helps and she does and it's just like it's just a very heartwarming moment and then yeah like I love at the end when the the whole like adoption finalization when the baby's given to her is done so in a way that's very like casual almost where like we don't see Juno being like my baby my baby like at one point she even has a voiceover that says like it just he never was ours and then we cut to Vanessa holding the baby and I just yeah like and we also get like Alice and Janney at the hospital too like yeah. you look like a mom like oh I was just like I couldn't I couldn't I was like oh man this yeah. broke this that moment broke me it was just so like heartwarming and yeah that like you mentioned the the note that Juno writes goes above the baby's crib uh where like they're earlier in the movie Bateman and and Vanessa were talking about like that's where their family photo will go and that's the family photo that it's just like yeah it just tugs at my heartstrings the whole like like and at the time as a teen I thought like Vanessa's kind of lame like she's yeah. kind of stuck up and fuck like Vanessa. fuck Vanessa yeah. Vanessa calm down but now I'm like wow like she really like she's been trying and she finally is getting the thing she wants but all the the complexities of motherhood am I going to be a good mom is this enough like can I do this can I not do this so I just yeah I love her performance in it like it's just so great and she gives you every range of emotion in a very like natural way um and speaking of her too uh 
Allison Janey and J.K. Simmons, uh, their performances are fucking great. I loved them in this go around. I just, I honestly, like all the adult performances were really fucking incredible, but I liked like Allison Janey and J.K. Simmons besides Jennifer Garner were probably my favorite actually because they're just so funny. Um, but in a very like natural sort of way, they have very, you know, kind of dramatic moments. Um, one of my favorite scenes probably in the whole movie is when um, Juno and and her dad are talking about like love and like, uh, you know, he basically gives it to her straight. Like, I don't know if, if two people can be together forever, but if you find someone that accepts you for you, that's enough. I, I think he says something about like, on your worst day, if they can see rainbows shooting out of your ass, that's good enough. Or like, I just love just that. like sweet, supportive advice. Mm-hmm. And like, because uh, I think his character previous to this movie, and we don't even mention her original mom or her birth mom. Hardly, yeah. Yeah, we he's been divorced. And so like Juno, it's been him and Juno. And then he, I think, has been married to the Alice and Janie's character for about 10 or so years. Mm-hmm, a little so while. She's definitely, so she's definitely been Juno's mom for a whole long time. But I love that she's not especially Janie's character, she's not like, oh, evil stepmom. No. Or grouch stepmom. She's just like a nice, sweet woman that's like, you know, they don't get along 100% of the time, but like most family. But like, yeah, like mothers and daughters. But she stands up for her all the time mm-hmm. when the there's they're getting the, so- the ultrasound and the doctor just makes a super judgmental like remark about like, oh, she's a fucking teenager. Like, this is going to be hard for them. Jane's like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Like, don't you talk to her that way. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Eat shit, doctor. Right. Fuck you. Who are you to talk to this poor, poor little girl in this just bad circumstance? You don't need to guilt her about getting knocked up. Right. I And I like, too, that, like, yeah, you well, we've seen a lot of, like, stepmom and stepdaughters like you're not my real mom kind of like vibe but for this it was like very supportive very dynamic I mean when Juno tells her she's pregnant and after the initial freak out Allison Janey's like okay well first of all we got to get you this we got to get you prenatal vitamins we got to get you to a doctor like she's like okay I'm gonna help you and yeah she's always there to support her always there to help her um and I just love it like it's a very like nice portrayal of like this sort of blended family that's not like a big deal at all that's just like it's her stepmom but it's it's her mom basically i really yeah i think just the fact that those two characters are just support her even in this like super difficult and unexpected time is great because like I feel like most parents would just freak out or scream. Mm-hmm. I know when my dad found just like condoms that I had hidden away, oh, he I got a huge lecture on abstinence. So like <laughs> the fact that she just gets support and a potential wiener punch for the father. Yeah. Go and parents. In movies, especially too. I mean, like just like how many fucking times have we seen like melodramatic relationships between parents and their kids? Like 
you know, especially when something like big happens. And yeah, they're not like happy about it. They're not like, cool, you're pregnant. They're pissed. At first, they're like, I thought you were more responsible. What are you doing? Who are you? you yeah, like, oh, girl, what did you? But then okay, they're like, well, all right, well, situation. No, we're in it. We got to figure this out and deal with we it. We can't undo this. So one thing I really like about this movie is its music. Yeah. Not necessarily so much I would listen to on my own now, no. but I feel like it creates such a fun tone for this movie that still holds up. And because I bought the soundtrack and listened to it all, rewatching this movie is almost like a sing-along <laughs> when yeah. every song comes up. Yeah. The wife and I were just like singing along to every song. Especially the song. I'm, we, I don't think we can legally sing yeah, it Yeah, copyright. Here, I don't think we can. The the end song we were singing the. Oh yeah, word for word. Together. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. again. That's one that came screaming back, and I was. It's like. Mm-hmm, yep. Yep. Yeah. Because that, that uh, song I was think, fucking everywhere. That song was a big deal because of this movie. Which is, I feel like it's super weird because the the music that plays is not really any of the music that mark and juno talk about it all no i feel like their taste in music have nothing to do with the rest like i was like "Mm." and i don't like i i this is what i don't like i don't like that like their tastes are so drastic because like the older guy is really into like the 90s and the teenager is into something that was way beyond him like in his 70s like can we get this (laughs) worded around a little better i just there's something about it. I'm like, I don't get it, guys. Yeah, I kind of. But the music's fun. It has a fun vibe through it. Totally, I completely agree with you in that it works for the movie completely. But outside of the movie, now I fucking hate most of these songs. <laughs> They're just not. Uh, for me. I still love all the young dudes. That's a good that's one. A song I'll, I'll play that all the time. That is a good one. There's a there's a couple. There's a couple I would listen to like outside of this movie, but this time watching it, I was like, wow, no, these songs are not it at all. Like it works, but it works so well. The soundtrack works so well for the vibe for like this movie. Yes. But outside of that, I'm good. The another thing I like that you kind of I think barely mentioned, but I think it's why. I really like all the costumes in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think all the costumes give the characters a very like I don't need to even hear what them talk. I can see that costume. I know exactly that type of person, which is probably why you and I, when we were younger, thought Vanessa's stuck up. She sucks. Yeah, she's like, got a collared shirt on, lame. Collared, where like Mark is like you know flannel shirt and just like loose like band shirts. Um, dad is like tucked in shirts into his jeans with white sneakers. I was just like, oh my god, just and then I think the track uniforms where all the pork swords are flopping around and they're just like the the red and yellow are just I think iconic. I can see that uniform. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Juno. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's actually something I, I didn't really uh write down as something I like, but I did. Um, because it also like early aughts fashion was fucking horrendous like horrendous and this movie is a perfect time capsule especially what like Juno and her best friend are wearing like oh my god it's a time capsule that doesn't like 
irritate me later. I'm like, that's cute that we have this. It irritates me because I would wear shit like that. Like a skirt <laughs> over je- jeans. Like, what the fuck were we thinking with like a zip-up hoodie? Like, my God. So, but yeah, it is. It, it, it works though. Because you're right. Like everyone has this very distinct kind of outfit fashion look to them in a time where fashion was not the best. <laughs> That's for sure. So is there anything else you have to say about what you liked or didn't like about this movie um yeah you know real quickly i just want to touch on like one thing that i really like about this movie overall is what it did for indie movies i mean we're talking about the big box office numbers before um and the year prior we had little miss sunshine that was also like an indie movie that performed very well but Juno, I think, really did help put uh, independent filmmaking, also um, quirky filmmaking, sort of to the mainstream, especially with how we all took to it, the awards it was nominated for, um, and also just like helping s- push the slow moving ball towards uh female storytelling and filmmaking and stories about women um because i feel like it's definitely helped project that yeah because at the center of it it's not only about juno it's also about vanessa um and and those two their relationship and yeah diablo cody winning a screenplay about a movie about a girl like so i mean it's we're it's a it's a slow moving progress to get female movies made (laughs) way too fucking slow but it did it did do something for that and yeah i think it did a lot for like i said uh quirky different kind of movies to be put in the mainstream and shown that like you don't need a budget of like millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to get a success you can make something small with a lot of heart um and i think that's i think that's the thing that gets this movie going is how much heart is in it because feel for juno vanessa you know just the the need for making sure this future baby is going to be looked after and cared for Mm mm-hmm I think it's something we all as humans understand and know. And so, yeah, we want to make sure that that's the best thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that this uh, was a movie in the early aughts in the, at the, at the beginning of this century uh, that showed us like, you don't need a massive budget. If a film has heart and soul, it can be good. Um, So I do respect it in so many ways for that. Even if my opi- filmmaking, everybody, cinema, oh, yes, cinema, cinema. Um, but yeah, that's just got something I had to say before we like wrap it up. I, I just I have respect for what it did, what it's done for indie films, and what it's done for uh, filmmaking in general. Go movie. Go movie. Go indie. So, so with that, Jessica. I think it's time to say our second chance thoughts I think should we give this do. should audiences give this a second chance okay do you want to go first do you want me to go i first? definitely think they should give it a second chance uh this is one of those movies like i'm glad i waited like 10 years to watch it again because like 
during that time period, I've changed and the movie doesn't change, but the way I view the movie changed. And I think that was a fun, I think this is definitely a movie that was fun watching it a second time in agreeing with like all the adults and seeing it from an adult point of view versus the younger point of view. Um, and it's that time capsule. So it's a fun nostalgic, it has that nostalgia feel for me. So I say, if you haven't seen it, go for it. If you haven't seen it in 10 years, give it a shot again. It's quite a fun walk down memory lane. So my, my final verdict is a little complex because oh, no. I say do not give it a second chance. What? How could you monster? Okay. Here's why. It's not Defend because... yourself. Okay, I am. I'm about to, sir. Um, it's not because it's a bad movie. It's not. I'm not saying it's a bad movie or that I hated it the second time around. I'm saying it because what you were saying about the perception change for me it lost its magic oh interesting. because of that because i didn't i didn't like juno as much because i didn't like the dialogue as much because i found certain parts annoying or unnecessary um and yeah while there are some things to like about it for me watching it the second time around it didn't it i didn't like it wasn't where I thought it was at when it first came out. So I say, if you loved this movie when it came out, and if you were a, like a young millennial like us when it came out and you were obsessed with it for nostalgic reasons, leave it how it is in your mind. Do not let it change. Do not watch it again because it will change and you might not like it as much or you might look at it as more lackluster or more overrated than you once thought it was and this is really weird because again i loved this movie but yeah watching it now it lost it it lost a lot for me and i was really sad about that like i did like it was a bummer so i say don't give it a second chance (laughs) oh man i'd say if you like the change or if you're hey if you want to see it through a new lens watch it 10 years later yeah if you don't if you want to keep the juno that you know and love in your heart don't watch it again leave it as it is i think this is our first first disagreement first two different verdicts was it i think so i'm pretty sure i'm sorry we definitely both said don't give bvs or passengers another chance yeah i'm glad i gave it a second chance but hey you be the deciding vote. If you thought, hey, it was fun just hearing these two goofballs talk about it, kind of reminded me, you might not need to see it a second time. Who knows? But hey. Yeah. Or if you if you are interested, see it again. I don't know. You kind of be, you because we can't agree, you be the deciding factor. So if you agree with Joe, if you agree with me, if you think we're both uh, completely wrong, whatever, let us know. Uh, leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Second Chance Movies Podcast. We're also on YouTube. You can find us there. If you want to see all my fun little eye makeups that I do in theme for the movie, or if you just want to look at our pretty faces, whatever. Um, yeah. 
thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys for supporting. Um, and we'll be back next week giving another movie a second chance. Thundercats are go! Second chance.